0: Hello and welcome to Still Any Good, the podcast where we run the risk of ruining our childhoods by revisiting fondly remembered films from our past. My name's Robert Johnson and I'm here with my podcast co-pilot, Chris Webb. Hello Chris. Hi Rob, how's it going? I'm good, how are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, Good week? Very good week, busy week, very busy week. Yeah, same mm, here.
1: Mm. we were a bit of a bit of a change of scenery today. Normally, we do this from from Rob's house, but for for various reasons, we're we're at Web Towers today. It's um, great to be here. Yeah, so we have to talk a little bit quiet because I've just put the two little monsters to bed, and we've got a very annoying dog by
0: us as well. So uh, It's true, and and there are some children sleeping as well as the monsters. There are some
1: the monsters mm. and the
0: children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in separate rooms, you'd be pleased to know. Excellent. So this week we are doing one of your choices, Chris. That's right. This week I've chosen
1: a comedy from 1975, I believe, possibly 1976, uh, called The Big Bus. There have been disaster movies about fiery infernos, airports, luxury liners, earthquakes, and lighter than aircraft. And
0: now... The big bus.
1: Now, the big bus is a disaster spoof. It's more of a comedy than a spoof, I thought, but mm. we'll talk about that later. Mm. Um, it's a it's a disaster comedy about the world's first nuclear powered bus and its maiden voyage from Amer- from. New York to... Was it Chicago? De- Denver. Or was it Denver? Yeah, That shows how much attention I was paying. Yeah, yeah. From, from New York to Denver. Um, and the trouble that happens and the hilarity that ensues.
0: Yeah, history's first non-stop bus trip from New York to Denver. There we go.
1: You, you were obviously making <laughs> notes
0: much more than I was. I I've, I've have no real memories of this movie, but I do recall it being on uh, TV2 when I was a kid one night. And I, I just have this image of Joseph Bologna... And Stockard Channing, yep. and that's about, and that it was sort of that spoofy, naked gun, airplane style yeah, humour, and, yeah. and that's all I took away. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so, yeah.
1: I, I'd obviously, I've seen it a few more times than that. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I'll, I'll probably say around about 11 or 12, because that was the age that we first bought a video recorder, mm-hmm. uh, Sony C6, that was the one with the, uh, Betamax with the big pop-up lid. Mm. Um, my dad was a pioneer for Sony, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, even Max. Um, but I remember um, we recorded it on BBC One, it was probably on around that Saturday evening slot, sort yeah. of between Jim Will Fix It, which of course we're not allowed to talk about anymore, mm-hmm. and the two Ronnies, so that kind of 7pm slot on a Saturday night, so yeah. perfect for for youngsters like me. Comforting, comforting time slot for Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we just had our tea, yeah. um, we'd seen Airplane, I was, I was very quick off the mark with Airplane, so this was just after that, so... My dad recorded it, because mm. he said, oh, you might like this, because it's a bit like Airplane. He knew we loved it. <laughs> um, essentially, but the, the, the main reason I wanted to watch it, it wasn't anything to do with the fact that I loved spoofs or I loved comedies. It's because I was a big fan of, of two of the actors that were in it. <laughs> and not the main ones, not Joseph Bologna, yeah. not Larry Hagman. No. Um, it was Richard Mulligan and René Auberjonois. Ah, oh, René Auberjonois. a big fan of both of those, because I, I loved Soap. Yeah. And I loved its spin off Benson. So Richard Mulligan was Burt Campbell in Soap. Of course. And René Aujoin played, I think, Winthorpe, III Clay- Clayton, Benson.
0: Winthorpe the Third Clayton. Clayton the Third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and my, he was he was fantastic in Benson, wasn't yeah, he?
1: I, I was a huge fan of Benson. My, myself, my brother and my cousin, we could recite, and probably still could, yeah. the entire cast list on the opening credits without looking. Um I no, I'm not gonna do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um what about his uh Future role as the uh, shape shifting alien and Odo, Odo in like Deep Space 9. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I recall him. And he's also in some good phrases as well. So <laughs> I, he probably has an affair with Roz, seeing as everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> Jammy swines. Sure. So we digress. So, mm, yep. Mm. We videoed it for those reasons. Um, and my, me and my dad and my brother and my mum would watch this a lot. It was, it was one of those things that was on rotation. Wow. There's nothing on TV. Let's watch The Big Bus. Wow. Uh, but again, haven't seen it now for
0: for a good 30 years so interesting to see what it what it panned out like i am uh interested to hear how well you think it's dated mm. <laughs> or aged <laughs> those are good words <laughs> yeah because um i don't know why but i always assume that this was made after airplane yeah that airplane kind of you know kicked off that disaster movie spoof thing mm. and that and that Zucker Abraham's style of, of spoof comedy yeah. and that this was trying to ride on the coattails. But So I was quite surprised that this actually came out a good four years beforehand. Yeah,
1: I suppose you have to remember that this was made in the time when all of those big disaster movies, those Irwin Allen blockbusters, yeah. were still coming Ooh, out. Actually I, I think been. Tower and Inferno came out like two years before Poseidon mm-hmm. Adventure, the mm-hmm. same. So this was right in the middle of it. So it was really of its time. Yeah. And I, I know people always do, and I do as well, compare it to to Airplane, but... This isn't a spoof as much as Airplane no. Airplane and, and Top Secret or whatever, they've got a very sort of heightened reality yeah. uh, where anything can happen. This is definitely set in our world, yeah. but with gags and situations thrown in, which is why I sort of see it was more comedy than yeah. spoof. I know yeah. I'm pigeonholing, but...
0: No, no, I think I think you're right. I think it actually... The humour that they use at the start of the film is, is more that kind of spoofy, um, rapid-fire, one-liner gags. Um, yeah. Uh, and then... Yeah, I'm not sure if it's whether they lose their nerve or if it's just that that style of comedy had not the heights of it had not been hit yeah. yet. They didn't know how far they could go. Um. So yeah, like like you say, there's no defying the laws of physics yeah. too too much. Not that I understand <laughs> nuclear bus technology that well, but I I guess we should probably kind of get into what what the film's about. So as you sort of touched on, it's about the world's first nuclear powered bus um starts off in this uh sort of secret facility or nuclear plant mm-hmm. where it's the lab yeah the lab where uh the coyote bus lines are working on their um nuclear project i have to say that text really uh i'm sorry I, my hopes I, I hyped up. Um, it a bit <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> but you know it's gags like that that make you think oh this is going to be yeah a full-on spoof and and you know ned beatty getting a uranium rod with a little tea Without, towel yeah <laughs> and sort of inserting it in the reactor a bit and, but then yeah. they won't shake his hand and <laughs> and, de- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um then yeah it just kind of gets a bit more almost like a 70s sitcom from there doesn't it
1: yeah i don't know whether that's budgetary constraints or all the the, the the writers mm-hmm. weren't experienced enough in, in that sort of comedy or as yeah. you said whether that sort of comedy wasn't. Understood yet? Yeah. Because there wasn't much of that about But I mean, I looked at some of the other stuff that the writers had done, and it was, it was a writing double act, very much like you and me, mm-hmm. um, and very much like you and me. They, they haven't not really very successful.
0: successful. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I like them even more now. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm,
1: I, I can I can relate to them <laughs> quite a lot. Yeah.
0: And the director's kind of a um, bit of a non-entity, and has the highlight James Frawley, The highlight of his CV is. Doing the Muppet movie, but he's done a whole lot of TV. Yes, heaps of kind of middling. And, and of as you TV. said, that
1: kind of shows with this because yeah.
0: it, it feels a little bit sitcommy at yeah. times. Yeah.
1: Um. So let's get back to it. There, of, of course, with with all disaster movies, something has to go wrong, and and in this one, there are some some saboteurs.
0: Yeah. Uh, a man called Iron Man. Iron Man, and um, yeah, not not Tony Stark. Um, he's sort of a um, nondescript kind of Middle Eastern shake in a giant iron lung yeah he seems to be in league with the oil barrows the oil the why to yeah. destroy the bus and, and he has his kind of uh, brother yeah do all his He's dirty bungling work. bearded his brother bungling yeah. bearded brother do his dirty work for he looks him. a bit like my Uncle Jack oh does he? he does oh, yeah okay if you're out there Jack um, he what... lives in Tenerife now so <laughs> <laughs> oh does he? he oh. does yeah probably all over the world man. oh there's a story there mm. um, yeah and so Stockard Channing uh, plays Kitty Baxter, the, the daughter of the scientist Irving Baxter, who's working on uh, the Cyclops project. And um, there is an explosion, there's sabotage, which leaves uh, her father, Irving, with a, uh, a St. Christopher's, Christopher's medal lodged uh, near his left ventricle. Yeah, so he can't be moved. He can't be moved. So Larry Hagman, who plays the doctor, just has to kind of stay with him on the tarmac outside the sun. Um, and Larry Hagman, point, this is,
1: is occasionally very, very funny but sometimes just a
0: little pointless. Sort of channeling Leslie Nielsen and Airplane a bit. Yeah, Um, or vice versa. Or vice versa. Um, Because, yeah, I would be interested to know how much of an influence this was on Airplane, if if at all. And and it had to be. Because even, you know, the protagonist, Joseph Bologna, the the washed-up, formerly great sort of... In this case, bus driver, the, the hero, the yeah. hero, the all-American hero. Um, very much like Robert Hayes' character in any airplane. Yeah, plane.
1: yeah. He's he's got he's got some some bad history that that everybody hates him for. Yeah, but he's trying to clear his name. Obviously, with Robert Hayes, it was. It was Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and with with Dan Torrance, played by played by Joseph Bologna. Um,
0: it's Mount Diablo. Mount Diablo, where he was um, accused of eating 110. Yeah. <laughs> crashing his bus and eating 110 of the um, passengers. But of course, as we know, he only ate a foot. He only had a foot. And that was just because he was having a stew and. Yeah. Was... His co driver was eating yeah. people left, right, and centre. Yeah. But I don't care what anybody says. I did not eat 110 passengers. You yourself said you ate a foot. You would one lousy foot, they call you a cannibal. He, um, and you know, his his kind of excuse is that he even, I think, boiled the floor mats like they taught us. us. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so after this explosion and um, sabotage, uh, it leaves the uh, Cyclops project without a driver and a co-driver. And that's when um, uh, the ailing Irving Baxter tasks his daughter, Kitty, with with, finding... Get with getting the one man yep. who can who can handle this he's trouble but he knows his way around a lug wrench <laughs> um, but then we learn
1: that, that Kitty's not happy about that because no.
0: because he jilted her at the
1: altar um, and so there's there's some history there too between yeah. Kitty and Dan yeah but but she goes to find him anyway yeah um, after he's had a, a very amusing um, bar and brawl bar
0: and brawl with... I, have to, I have to say at this point there was the joke that I did find the funniest in this whole movie just as um uh Irving Baxter has sent Kitty to find Dan um and then he sort of has this seizure and this kind of death scene <laughs> and um Stockard Channing's very upset and, and Larry Hagman gets his, death, gets his deathoscope out and goes um oh it's all right he's just he's faking, faking. <laughs> and I thought if this is how this movie's gonna go yeah. I think I'm gonna enjoy yeah. this it you did know. make me laugh um, <laughs> But,
1: but then we see the, the, the down and out Dan Torrance In the, the bus stop Which is the bar that the yeah. bus drivers go to Yeah, yeah. Um, And he's 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 not welcome when he goes in there They all, no. to, to antagonise him They all click the, the ticket punches <laughs> yeah. at him, Which made me laugh a lot Yeah, that was good um, And so a, a fight ensues mm-hmm. um, Between Dan Torrance and bus drivers Who all seem to be known after colours
0: Yeah, there's Goldie, there's Whitey, Blacky Red, Pinky, Greeny, pinky, Brownie, greeny, brownie.
1: <laughs> Yeah, um so he's he's getting a bit of a pasting, but then he's he's saved by Shoulders O'Brien, yeah. <laughs> played by John Beck. He of a, a beautiful mustache. Yeah, my mum used to love John Beck. Yeah, he was in Flamingo Road, uh, ah. which was a, one of those Dallas kind of copycats, a soap set in Florida, I think.
0: Ah, okay. um, and he
1: was kind of the he was the love interest, in and he was the hunky man who was always getting off with Morgan Fairchild, and, uh, and my mum loved him. And, and what else was him? Because he did look very... I mean, I'm nice, sure he was in right? Dallas as well. Yeah. Um. He's also in a really shit Tales of the Unexpected. Okay. Um. It's one of the American ones where it's a bloke who's dumped his girlfriend, and she begs him to stay. He moves all his stuff out. So she kills him and puts him in an unpacking crate. The end. Oh, tales of the... Very tales much the what we obvious, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So, um. yeah, they have this sort of saloon brawl. Um. At one point, um. they're threatened with a broken candle, which I thought was... Watch it. He's but got a broken milk carton. He's got a broken candle. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, milk yeah. carton, yeah, brilliant. We sort of find out I think um that Dan did did he kind of leave Kitty at the altar or, or he something? He did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's there's that real, I, I thought it was really nice that scene where, where Dan's talking to his dad at the cemetery oh, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. else is talking to the yeah, dad. that was funny. I thought that was really nice. And again, that was a, a nod to that very sort of surreal humour that you'd later find perfected in films like Airplane. Absolutely, um, just bonkers stuff and that they kind of veer away from as the movie movie goes on. But um you know the the crowning glory of this movie for me is the actual is Cyclops itself, the actual bus it's itself. Great. It's amazing. Yeah. So That's where the money went. That is where the money and you can you know, I, I it almost is like a Ken Adam James Bond kind Tunnel, of yeah. thing happening. It's this double-decker 32-wheel articulated bus this massive what? single headlight at the front. Hence what? hence oh, Chris's dog. My dog's barking. Dog Carry on talking. Chris's dog Holly is just barking. As she tends to. I don't know about that.
1: My daughter just got out of bed to give us some drawings. Oh, give that one to Rob.
0: Oh, so oh, Grace has just come out and given me a Really lovely envelope here. I think it's oh, a present. She tends to wrap present. presents for people. So i going to what you've got. Gonna have to see what I've got. Wow.
1: I've got a necklace. which looks like it's made it out of footballs.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we should get some photos of these and put them yeah, on the website. I think yeah. we'll tweet them out. She's also done a drawing of the galaxy for us. Oh, wow, that's very clever. So that's going on the website. That's going on. That's definitely going on the website. Oh, and I've got a page out of a... Harry Potter, a Harry Potter coloring, coloring book. She loves that coloring book. Oh, with the, with um a dragon on it. Wow, oh, that's very nice. That's Grace. Awesome. Thank you. So you can color that in? I will color that in. That's great. That's lovely. Thank you, Grace. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we were talking about Cyclops the bus, and it's this it's such an impressive um set piece. You know, it's this thirty two wheel articulated bus. Um. This large single headlight up the front, hence the term Cyclops. It's got these wraparound windows up the, the, the upper deck and the yeah, lower deck. Yeah. Um, and and in, in the in the movie itself, it's got a bowling alley and a swimming pool and a cocktail lounge. <laughs> and this massive kind of afterburner yeah. at it, the back.
1: It wouldn't have been out of place on something like Moonraker.
0: Exactly. It, it, it just, looks great. It looks, and it's just... It's huge. Apparently, it was road roadworthy. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Apparently, it was two buses joined together. Yeah. And so they had to have the driver driving blind in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. It a bit of nightmare. And um, just really impressive, jumbo bus, James Bondian sort yeah. of thing. Um, and uh, when the bus comes out, you kind of realize I think that there's actually been quite a boring setup to this. Yeah. To this film, it goes on a while because. The bus has come has come out and this is what the movie's about. Mm. This big bus. Yeah. It's and called it, the big bus. And so it we, is a big it's yeah. a big bus. And um then of course you get all these amazing character actors and yeah, I'd really like very much
1: like the the disaster movies of the 70s it's got a a, a really really good cast and it's got those archetypes that you see in other disaster movies Ned Beatty playing Shorty Scotty (laughs) he's the George Kennedy from the airport films I think George Kennedy always plays Joe Petroni like the cigar chomping (laughs) tech Mm. who can do anything Mm -hmm. who I don't know if you if you've seen all of the AirPod films. I know not I have. all of them. Um, he, his rank kind of improved. So by the by the final, which is Airport eighty, the Concorde, yeah. which we should have on this show because that's another one that I loved as a kid. Yeah, he actually owns the airline and he flies the Concorde. Oh wow! Um, so from being like a, a, a uh, just a mechanic in the first one, he ends up like owning the company.
0: It's kind of like if Jar Jar Banks but like, sort of was a supporting character in all the Star Wars movies and became the, the ruler, like, of, the the ruler of the galaxy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then like, this cast. They they could easily have appeared in a straight disaster absolutely. movie. Absolutely. I mean, Lynn Redgrave had sort of been nominated for an Oscar about five years before this. or Yeah, something. absolutely. Yeah. The as, he, as he George, you as you mentioned, Rinaldo John Wild. Red is he is probably the the best. Him and Stockard Channing yeah. are, are the best in it by miles. And he but he's playing against type in this role, isn't he? Yeah. He's playing sort of this Weasley yank who, not with his sort of mid Atlantic no posh.
1: So he, sort of he, he, again, he, he plays the, the Gene Hackman character from The Poseidon yeah. Adventure. He plays the, the priest with the crisis of faith. Yeah. Whereas Gene Hackman's was A Crisis of Faith About God and René Auberjonois, Father Kudos, Yeah. Um, he just wants to have sex. Basically. That, that's basically his, his crisis. But he is awesome. It, there's this... Conversation with with him and Ruth Gordon, yeah, where he's talking about where is your God now because he's got the window seat. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. always he's a He is brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. Yeah, it's it. so so cool. I was I was really pleased to see uh, Murphy Dunn who yeah. is the lounge singer. Indeed, he plays yeah. Tommy Joyce, the lounge Tommy singer. Tommy Joyce, who, I'll play your choice? Who was um, who I only really recognised from the Blues, Blues Brothers. Brothers? Absolutely, As, you know, brilliant in the Blues Brothers, and apparently. John Landis actually cast them in the Blues Brothers from seeing this. Is that right? So, well, I read an article that said John Landis had cast um, Murphy Dunn in the Blues Brothers after seeing him in a movie where he had play, played Lounge Singer, And
1: well, this that was, this was, this it, was
0: essentially the only movie that yeah. Murphy Dunn had been I heard that in. I
1: know that Paul Schaefer was considered for that role in the Blues Brothers as oh, well, of course, from, from Letterman, Artie yeah. Fufkin. Um, yeah. But, but he, obviously Murphy Dunn impressed him more. Yeah, so of course
0: went on to write It's Raining Men, there's a little bit of trivia <laughs> for you. He wrote It's Raining Men, and um, yeah, so he, he was great. Um, the only thing that bothered me because I used to love
1: when I was younger, Murphy Dunn was my favorite doing yeah. the whole hey, six months to live, <laughs> is just brilliant doing <laughs> yeah. that lounge stuff. But I, I just thought really he looked like Piers Morgan, mm, mm. and I, I couldn't take to him just oh. because of
0: that. Yeah, thanks for running that. Sorry, man. right
1: I've, I've, I have ruined your Not childhood I've ruined your adulthood You have You have But he's still great Those those songs he does Yeah
0: Are great Yeah Really funny um, and there's, there's Dr. Kurtz The vet um, Who's sort of had a He's been kind of Excommunicated from um, The veterinary world Because <laughs> He was the only one Who had the courage To put an IUD in a rabbit <laughs> And, and...
1: Braces on a handsome pig <laughs> Was the other said <laughs> And um, there's also, as we mentioned, there's Ruth Gordon, who Ruth Gordon, of again is in in the original Airport movie. There's yep. th- there's the old lady who stows away and runs away from yep. home, and this is what Ruth Gordon plays. This yep. obviously much more foul mouthed. Yeah. Again, it's it's not channeling the Ma character from from the the Clyde movies because mm-hmm. they happened a couple of years later. So mm-hmm. she obviously did this and they liked it, and and she decided to basically base her career on doing that kind of foul mouthed old lady role. Yeah. But of course, reading about Ruth Gordon as well. She she won an Oscar for Rosemary's Baby. Mm-hmm. She'd also been nominated for an Oscar three times for screen adapted screenplays. She, oh, she wrote no Adam's idea. Rib.
0: Really, the yeah. Spencer, Spencer yeah. Tracy.
1: She wrote that. <sighs> Unbelievable. And a few other movies at that time as well. Yeah. So she she obviously is great at the dialogue. Yeah. Um. So she's she probably improved
0: a lot of her stuff. I imagine she yeah. probably
1: did. Yeah. Um. But she she's great
0: in this. She she's really brilliant. Good. Yeah. Um. And and Richard Mulligan as you as you mentioned earlier. My hero, Richard Mulligan. Sally Kellerman from uh, what, most notably from Mesh, Mesh, I suppose. Um, Those two
1: characters are, they're they're getting divorced at midnight, and they hate each other, but they love each other, so they're always having it off on the floor, which is kind of funny. The only thing I didn't understand was the whole poison gas thing. Yeah, so
0: her... Basically, he embarrasses her by saying that her father invented poison Poison gas, gas.
1: but it doesn't go anywhere. Is that
0: alluding to him? Her, her father being a Nazi or sort absolutely. of a war, World War One kind of criminal. She's the daughter
1: of poison gas, but it's never yeah. ever mentioned again. So yeah. I don't really understand. It's so it's one of many things in here that
0: yeah starts but goes nowhere or yeah. just appears from nowhere. And and just the the potential of having all these amazing actors, this absolutely amazing set. Um, it just doesn't. Mm. It just doesn't really
1: yeah go where you want it to it, go it, it delivers with a few gags in say the first half yeah and then as i'm sure we'll talk about really trails away
0: they so they they sort of have this triumphant kind of moment don't they where um dan torrance um who has since discovered that uh shoulders o'brien his co-driver who he recommended as the co-driver is called shoulders O'Brien because he always ends up driving into the shoulder, into the hard shoulder, yeah. Because he's uh, an arcoleptic and and also got an inner ear. Yeah, he's got an inner
1: ear balance inner, inner, and he passes out when yeah, he's stressed.
0: Yeah. So so Dan has this does have this triumphant moment where he breaks the ninety mile per hour wind barrier, <laughs> and then they get a lot of mileage from sort of saying he's breaking wind at ninety, he's breaking wind at ninety, <laughs> which. I knew it was coming, mm. and it still made me laugh. The jokes here just—they're they're not as edgy. They don't land with sort of the same frequency or precision as we get an airplane a few years later. No. Um, but we should probably talk about the leading man a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul, Paul, Joe, because he's actually—he is actually perfectly cast in this role. Absolutely. Um, and probably not known really as. A, a leading man in um, most of his careers, usually kind of the wise cracking, kind of worldly best mate of yeah, protagonist. The, the kind of the, the only things I knew of
1: him, very much like yeah. you were were those ones where he played the the the, the best mate
0: of the leading man. Yeah. in quite poor sex comedies. Yeah, so another like, Blame It On Rio and The Woman in Red. Yeah, and it's for those reasons I think I have such fond fond memories of Joseph Bologna because. Um, I really like Blame It on Rio, and I really like The Woman in Red. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we're going to have um, to disagree. Well, yeah, but having, you know, I like those because I watched them when I was a nine year old boy. Yeah, and um, I, I can understand the appeal. There were indelible, indelible moments in those films for a nine year old boy. I'm sure they were. Yeah, I, well, I <laughs> Don't remember. look at me with those judgy eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I remember them for various reasons as well, and they weren't because Michael
0: Caine and Gene Wilder were in them. <laughs> so I, I understand. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, in fact, they were. Um, yeah, they weren't high points for either Michael Caine or or Gene Wilder. No, but um, all Stevie Wonder or Stevie moment. Wonder. No, um, maybe for Kelly LeBron and yeah, and Michelle Johnson. Well, she's in Weird Science, though. Yeah, I never, I never liked Weird Science. It's it's all right. Um. So, jo- Joseph Bologna, we we lost them a few weeks ago, didn't we?
1: Yeah. We did, I, again, I, I I hasten to add that we're not being opportunistic by mm. doing this one. We we did announce if you care to listen to our previous episode, yeah. we we did announce that we'd be we'd be doing the big bus the next time round. But in the meantime, Joseph Bologna sadly passed away. Yeah. Um, at the age of eighty-two. So.
0: Um,
1: yeah. Um, which was a thinking about the big bus was a bit of a loss because, it was. because he is great in this. Yeah.
0: Um, but that did lead to one of our first pieces of correspondence, uh, which would you like to share with us, Rob? It did. So we um we we posted a, a wee tribute um to Joe Bologna on our Instagram uh, account, and um, one of his daughters, Zizi, actually commented and said, "Thank you very much for the tribute. He would have loved it." Yeah, and it was, was a, it was a quote from this movie. I Think it was uh, about cannibalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you eat one foot, and then you call, call you a cannibal. cannibal. What a world. What a world. And um, so no, it was just it, w- it was nice having that acknowledgement. And, yeah. Um. So Zizi, if you're listening, yeah. thanks. Thank you very much. Um. But yeah, you know he he's quite young and dashing and handsome in this film. He really is. And you sort of normally, uh, well, I remember him as being kind of like the, you know, the dad in his mid <laughs> yeah. to late forties. As you know, and the kind of unhappy marriage and and seeing him kind of as this young youngish, dashing kind of. Um, Hero was, was good and yeah. he was his kind of zany uh, wise cracking shtick really uh, his, his,
1: his comedy timing he's his, great. his yeah, delivery yeah. is brilliant yeah. but again looking into him I had no idea that he was a he was a playwright he was a screenwriter exactly. I think he was kind an yeah. Award nominated screenwriter
0: yeah Um. I didn't realise um. he was married to um, Fran Fine's mum oh, from the right. Nanny that's <laughs> you, you told me that yeah I, I
1: had no idea I, um, having never yeah. watched The
0: Nanny I couldn't tell oh you. well you'll have to start it's a shame he wasn't around to listen to this podcast, that's yeah, all I can say. Absolutely, he might not like what we're saying about the film, but he
1: really <laughs> appreciates what we're saying about him.
0: Exactly, I hope. So, um, at some stage there's a, there's a bloody bomb on the bus, isn't there? There's a bomb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> again, where do Hollywood get their ideas,
0: yeah. eh? Yeah, yeah. And um, they they're staying above a speed so the bomb doesn't go off. I mean, yeah. Who'd have thought it? This this movie actually seems to have germinated so many different like well, characters, other movies, yeah. plots. The, um, the,
1: the scene again, this is going right back to almost the start of the film. But there's there's like a, a party scene in the car park at Coyote, mm, mm. and they raise the light of the bus, and there's there's a silhouette of all these people singing it, and it's yeah. just like Close Encounters, yeah, yeah. which was made a year after this. Yeah, it's it's a. It, Obviously, I'm not sure if people went, hey, I've just seen The Big Bus, I've mm. got a great idea for a movie. Mm. But it shows kind of how,
0: how of its time this film was. Exactly. And um, was it a, a box office success? Or I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I mean, the, the trailer I
1: saw basically says it's, it's the comedy blockbuster of the summer. I yeah. don't think it was. Mm. Um, I, I'm pretty sure there was a Woody Allen comedy that kind of trounced it around. It may have been the year of Annie Hall, I'm not sure. it well, yeah. no, was a year later, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but there would have been something around that time. Um, so I, I I don't think it did I don't think it did much business.
0: It can't have been uh, that cheap when you consider the kind of acting yeah. chops on on display. And um, that bus, folks, you've you've got to see this bus. You've got to just watch this movie, fast forward through all the movie until you see the bus. Um, it's just an impressive thing yeah. to see. The,
1: the, the scene where you first see the bus, where it plays the whatever that th- means. Thus sprach Zarathustra. Yeah, yeah. Free
0: and John.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah is, is really cool.
0: It, it is. Um, yeah, so... Uh, where are we plot-wise? There's a, there's a bomb on the bus. We're on a bus, yeah. Yeah. And some really bad gags and jokes and...
1: Yeah, yeah. Really
0: it, tiring, it, exhausting. It, it, it's, <laughs> it starts going downhill. It does.
1: Um... I'm trying to think of some, but I, let's let's just carry on with the plot. Yeah. Um. There, there again, there are bits that just I I don't really understand where they've come from. Mm. Again, we're we're sort of going towards the end of the film, but um, there's this whole thing about Harbinger Curve mm. where, where Dan suddenly announces, "Oh, this is where my dad died." And I thought, well, that's yeah. never been mentioned? Yeah, that, yeah, That's not an issue. Not even when you were talking to his headstone, you could have mentioned it, or that could have been an issue why he doesn't like driving a bus anymore. Yeah. But he just nah, this is where my dad died. Let, let's beat it. Thought, well, that's doesn't come from anywhere
0: no so you, you wonder if it's just bad writing or bad editing or mm. um just not it could have done with another draft possibly yeah and it, it does make you appreciate the the spoof comedies that that do work um you know because there is some kind of human connection that you get mm. out of them i guess um because once once they
1: they locate the bomb and dan accidentally cuts the wrong wire which doesn't destroy the bus. no um very little actually happens. Yeah. They, they have a dinner, yep. um, which Lynn Redgrave claims she's the daughter of the, the man with the foot. Yep. But nothing comes of that. Nothing comes of that. Um, the the so, guy who's only got six months to live decides that he wants to live life. And other than sharing a bath with Lynn Redgrave, nothing comes of that. Nothing comes of that. Yeah. Um. The the, the one thing is that that Rene Aubuchonoir, Father Kudos, finally finds
0: his faith in a moment of crisis. He does.
1: Um. But that's kind of the only redemption,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Um. They they, they just run out of plot, or they just run they out do. of. They don't care about the characters. They yeah. Um. And then the bus just kind of ends up over on a comedy. Precipice kind of
1: Yeah Which again Looks brilliant It does You, you can tell there are real people In the front of that bus yeah. That's dangling off a
0: cliff with, yeah. a, with a huge dam In the background Yeah It's a great shot Yeah But You just don't care by that point No um, and, and then the, the
1: final insult And again we're rushing there Yeah Is that And I'm going to use a bad word That the ending Is
0: fucking awful It is
1: It doesn't have an ending No it just stops. It's yeah. like a Michael Haneke film. It just stops. <laughs> like, oh, is that it? Yeah. It just finishes. The, the bus breaks. They don't get to Denver. No. The, there's no big reunion with, with Dan and Kitty. There's no payoff there's, at there's all. There's no payoff whatsoever. Yeah. It just ends. And it's really
0: annoying. I mean, did they literally just run out of budget and have, we have to stop rolling? Or it, It's what? almost like
1: they didn't care by that point. Yeah. We've got no more ideas. Oh, yeah. they, they won't mind. There's some jokes
0: in it. That's yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that is disappointing because. They have gone to a lot of trouble in assembling this cast and yeah. making this bus, um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I was really disappointed because I, I wanted this to, I mean, I you know I went in with very um, uh, reasonable expectations that the humor will have dated and you know a lot of a lot of it's going to be really clunky and low budget and, but I just wanted it to still have a yeah. have a charm to it and yeah. you know it has a charm at the start. Um, but, yeah, it just
1: really yeah. goes nowhere. No, it's it's deeply frustrating for that, because it could have mm. been really special. Yeah. Um, I, I feel kind of bad, because only today I told my dad that, oh, we're doing the big bus night. Remember we used to sit and watch that all the time? I got on the and said, Dad, remember that, that time we spent together?
0: Yeah. It was shit. It was shit. Dad, what... it was really shit. Dad, what were you thinking, mate? Oh, no, I'm trying <laughs> to, not like I did. <laughs> Bloody hell, Dad. But, you know, it's like, um... There weren't a lot of options back then for certain kinds of movie. No, no. We we, we had BBC one <laughs> and then on BBC two would have been Open University exactly. and then we had I T V which would have just been Metal Mickey or something like that. It's, so it's Big like, Boss was still the choice. Exactly. It's like when you're if you have the misfortune of rewatching old episodes of the A Team or Night Rider or Yeah, you know, and you just think, How could grown how could adults have sat sat down and watched this? Yeah. It has just... Regularly watched it. Garbage, but, yeah. you know, mature adults sat down and found yeah. that, that entertaining. Nostalgia
1: so. can only take you so far. And it, it, it took yeah. me about halfway through this, yeah. and I just thought, I, I'm not enjoying this. No. no. I thought I would. I had such fond memories of it. And I remember laughing my trousers off. Not mm. literally. Mm. That would have been weird. Um, but just laughing a lot at at this 90 minutes. And... I started again. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say that the message I said to Rob was like I shut myself laughing, twice. but that was the twice was yeah. the bus gag and Ned Beatty with a hanky. Yeah, it kind of plummeted from there. It really did. Um, yeah. It's the majority of the final act is is Stockard Channing swinging around in, in some fizzy pop. Yeah, so I will say Stockard Channing's brilliant in it. She she's great in it. I love Stockard Channing.
0: Well, she's great. You know she's a she's a bloody good actor. She's and, great. um uh You know she. She probably saw pictures of the bus and signed on. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you would, it's a good bus. It is a I, really I it, good it? bus. It's a really good bus. I'm surprised they didn't use that again for like you say, some sort of James Bond film or, yeah. or something. Like a a Chuck Norris kind of yeah. actioner, you know, you could you could imagine that.
1: Like a, Chuck Norris does summer holiday or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you'd
0: have gone on that bus. Or just strapped a few sort of like cannons and things to it and painted it camo and made yeah. it you know some sort of really grunty B grade yeah, it's, action thing it's got thing. a
1: big eye of Sauron on the yeah. front of it as well it's
0: like Sauron's bus. It's, it's great it's so cool so um, well you know this this question is kind of redundant but so Chris is it still any good? no <laughs> I said, I'm so
1: disappointed you... this, this is the first time our, our, our cash raise you know is to do with we, we run the risk of ruining our childhood mm. and I, for the first time I, I think that my childhood has been ruined yeah. this was a fond memory that I've told various people you, not many people know about this one, you have to see it it's so funny, mm-hmm. I've written to other movie podcasts to say I recommend you watch this oh. I, I take it back have it's... they
0: unfollowed you since
1: then? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like me anymore <laughs> So, yeah, it's it's unfortunately it's not. It's not a good film. No. Um, there's some gags in there that will make you chuckle. It, it'll certainly pass Mark Kermode's famous six-laugh test. Okay. I did laugh more than six times. Okay. But because the final act, and particularly the very final scenes, are such a letdown, mm. that's what you're left with. You just feel
0: deflated by the end of it. You just yeah. think,
1: oh, that was just not
0: very good. So the big bust is a bit of a big bust, really, in that regard. It was a big bastard bust. bust. Yeah, <laughs> Big bloody bastard! Bloody, bloody bastard! Yeah, it really was. <laughs> That's how Timothy Dalton would have described it. <laughs> um, <laughs> He'd have been great. <laughs> <laughs> things things are about to turn nasty. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fresh flowers every day. Salt corrosion. <laughs> <laughs> We're stealing from another podcast here. Sorry. Um. Yeah, we should probably give a shout out to uh, Smersh Pod if you if you like your James Bond films, Smersh Pod is the podcast to listen to. I agree; it's very very funny. So, shout out to John Rain and co-hosts there. Um, we just
1: want to, we just want to be guests on there. To be honest, that's why we're doing this. I'd love to be a guest on this. So, John, I'm if you're doing there. the Wild Geese, can, can I please <laughs> be the guest? I've, I've been hinting, and you haven't taken the bait.
0: Please. I'll do a Brosman. I'll do a Brosman. <laughs> oh. Do Mrs. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah>, Side special. <laughs> um, yeah, so a so, bit of a shame there, but um, in some ways, you know, this film, it could be, a and I'm using inverted commas here, it could be an important film and things that it may have inspired. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Let,
1: let, let's give it that. Let's leave it with that. Let's leave it, it with it. that. Okay, so that's pretty much it for the big bus. Mm. Um,
0: next week or next time, mm. um, it's your choice. It is. What are we having? Well, when I, when I thought about what we could have next, I thought there can be only one. So a period in my childhood, when I was maybe about 10, 11, 12, me and some friends of mine, we watched this film Possibly every weekend. Is it carry on again, Doctor. It's not Carry on again, Doctor. Oh. Um, reenacted it. You know, we could repeat screeds of dialogue. It was just so... It was that important as, as a kid to me. And it's um, Christopher Lambert's high point no, of his... No, not Greystoke. It's not Greystoke. No, no. We'll, le- any we'll, we'll leave Andy McDowell and her uh, dubbed mm. dialogue out of that. It's uh, Highlander. Lovely. So, um, <laughs> I think that one will be quite easy to find in comparison to some of our other, uh, other choices. Uh, uh, yeah, and ones that we've all had to source legally. Um, of course. Yeah, this this could be um, one of the more kind of, I don't know, mainstream kind of choices that we've got. Yeah, because but... we do need some more listeners, so we... we're, we're going for something <laughs> a bit more mainstream. Yeah, yeah. We're hoping that, um you know, Brian May might kind of... <laughs> Are you on Twitter, Brian? Um... <laughs> Will Brian listen? Brian no. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, because I actually haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah, and, and
1: I've, I've I've seen it once, maybe twice, and I think the last time I saw it was when I was a student, so I'd have been about 19. Um, so, yeah, I'm ready to hustle for another piece of ass.
0: <laughs> As I believe he F- says. Fantastic. Wow. That's been episode three of Still Any Good. Uh, please do follow us on Twitter at Pod hashtag SAGPod. Um, we're also on Instagram and Facebook.
1: And also, if, you, uh, if those things aren't good for you and you want to send something in private, um, we're also on StillAnyGood at gmail.com. So if there's a, there's a film when, uh, when you
0: were younger that you want to discuss, maybe you want us to watch it, just send us a mail. That'd be lovely. Well, thank you, Chris. It's been um, a real treat being here at Web Towers. It's been been nice having you here. And everybody has welcomed you with with open arms and paws. Uh, It's true. It's true. And I'm looking forward to colouring in my Harry Potter page. (laughs) Thank you, Grace. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Alrighty. See you next time, listeners. See you then. Bye.